we're on. We're on. We're going. We're back at it. And we got all four of us here for the fully covered sports podcast. Man, we're in the playoffs. We're talking about the playoffs, guys. Thanks for playoffs. Thanks for uh, carrying the show for a week without me. I, you know, I was kind of busy out there, you know, enjoying my time in Vegas. Uh, We were were worried. Electronics show. We were worried you were going to hit it big out there and and not have time for for this your little podcast here. (laughs) Well, well, you know, I I saved I saved my luck for this week. So for tonight, the Powerball. The Powerball. If you won. $1.5 $1.5 billion. First of all, I know you wouldn't be on this podcast anymore. Second of all, what would Absolutely you be doing? Absolutely, I would. Yeah, I would. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But yeah. the only difference would be I would, I would be owner of the Eagles. So <laughs> I would hire Actually, Tom if you to make me dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but there's actually, if you won the, the Powerball, I think if it was if you took out the. Um, not the annuity, but if you got the lump sum, I don't mm-hmm. think it even matters. If you just had the whole $1.5 billion, there's only four teams you could own. Do you wow. Know, could you take a, a guess at which four teams it is? Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. Titans? Chargers? Mm, well, no. Nah. The Chargers are going to be more expensive because the L.A. thing. Give me yeah. a fourth. Oh, you got the – those are the three? No, that's not. The, you're okay. not even close. Jacksonville's definitely one. No. Wow. Probably Titans, all the Florida teams. Titans are one. Tampa, too. Browns. Minnesota? Green? No, not Green Bay. Minnesota? Seth, Seth, Seth you got one. Browns. 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 No, I feel like Cincinnati Titans. actually might be one. Oh. It's, yeah, all right, let's, let's, just, let's just run through it. It's Titans. It's St. Louis. It's mm. Oakland. And it's Cincinnati. Ooh. Oh, my wow. goodness. I would buy. Yes. I'd buy well, of those four, stadium. Tennessee, St. Louis, now L.A. I don't see. This is the thing. I don't know if it counts the whole L.A. thing. That's oh, that's all something There's we can no have an entirely now. different yeah. podcast yeah. on. But um, so all right, let's say let's say St. Louis is gone now because it's L.A. So of those three, Tennessee, Oakland, Cincinnati, who are you buying? I'd say Oakland. Uh, Tennessee. Same here. Tennessee. The, pre- the prestige. I'd want to start all Oakland. over. Ooh. I want, want to be a, midi, a mediocre team. I want to be bad, get but get a nice draft pick, and get Chip Kelly as my head coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm almost there. I like what Tennessee's doing. They have Mariota, and he, he, <laughs> he yeah, firing Ken was an hunt. They got the number. I like the situation they're in. They're in the worst situation. No head coach. The number one pick. No, they coming off that. just having the second overall pick. Yeah. Well, we'd be the owners. Right, no owners until the Powerball. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's the point. So we'd be mm-hmm. the owners, but mm-hmm. crazy. Well, I it's, none of those teams are in the playoffs though. So that's that. I don't. That was their moment to shine here. The Powerball. <laughs> so we actually have meaningful, meaningful games to discuss this week. Um, mm-hmm. And there, I I got to tell you, looking up and down the, we got this rundown on the side of our screen here. All intriguing matchups. There's not one that I'm really not looking forward to. Are we, that, are we jumping I, right I into it yeah. the week already? We're jumping right into next week? No we, recap? We, you know, we, we, we can. I wasn't here last week, so, you know, I don't, I don't care for a recap. But if you guys want to <laughs> argue about your picks. Games, <laughs> you watched the games? Of, of course I did. 
No, I did. I did. So we we can we can get to them. I was say, yeah, what a boring weekend Fine. game. <laughs> you know, it was, it was it was awful. No, <laughs> but that, no, the wild. I mean, the what's the cliche? They put the wild in wild card weekend. <laughs> uh, Before we start, how did everyone's picks do? I went I went fifty percent. I got Same. two and lost two. No, I went, Same. I went. No, I went uh, three out of four. Hey, nice. All right. My, my absolute special luck. Two for two. Was mm. there? Korea, oh. Look at me dead in the eye, and then Blair Walsh says, "I have other plans for you." <laughs> <laughs> and cousin is just understandably rattled by that too. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't even go with me on Green Bay. I, I could have taken fifty bucks from you, Mark. <laughs> I know. Good thing you didn't answer your phone. I thought you bet on Washington. You didn't. You didn't pick Washington for that. I was game? so annoyed by. Um, Cincinnati's backdoor cover. Oh my gosh! And that train wreck of a game that I just didn't have the guts. We start we start the weekend out betting together, and we are one 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 for one. Kansas City. Mark looks like a genius. I pled my case and then nothing. Then next game comes, and I I plead with Mark that I want to bet against the Steelers. I want to say Cincinnati can't lose by more than three, because if the Steelers win. Then I'm then then I'm happy. Who cares about money, whatever? But if the Steelers lose, then I would I would be happy because I'm actually making money off their loss. I yeah, love doing it. That's a, that's a strategy I love. And what happened? If we would have taken them, not only would ever Cincinnati covered, and the Steelers would have won. It would have been the best of both worlds. You but more. <laughs> I'll defend myself. Two separate quarters of two games, teams that I said to bet on were combined 45. <laughs> they were winning 45 to nothing. Oh, my That's gosh. pretty good. And then Roethlisberger got hurt. Was, was that including Kansas City? Yeah. Or, uh, Kansas City was 30 to nothing, and Pittsburgh was 15 nothing into okay. the fourth quarter. That's good. I thought you were including Washington. So that, was, that looks betting, epically bad. Betting, a, betting aside, how I you Pittsburghers. I know how I felt watching that game. How did you feel watching that game? Uh, I couldn't I'm believe happy. it happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did not enjoy that game. Do you, I mean, it was it yeah, like I, mean, I I'm not I, like I don't give a crap about the Bengals and I don't give a crap about the Vikings, but like just watching those two teams like have the playoff win in hand and then just give it away like. I said this on Twitter, like, if I'm a hardcore Bengals fan or a hardcore Vikings fan, like, I, I seriously consider just giving up football, like, forever. It's not worth it. It's not worth that stress, man. It's, it's just so, it's got to be the most frustrating it, thing. I felt so bad guys, for this fan base. Guys, this is, this is coming from an Eagles fan, too. So, yeah. I mean, this is like, we, we, know, we know heartache. We know heartache, and that, I mean... I've seen the Eagles lose, and I've seen heartache and, and depression at its finest. I, I don't know how I could live in Cincinnati or Minnesota and, and live through that. Like, it's just awful. It was awful. Cincinnati did their best Philly impression for most of that game, too. Yeah. I know you, you know, I'm surprised, I'm surprised you didn't hear apples. that more often, you know. I, I know. You know, people – it's funny. People were making fun here that you know it wasn't Cincinnati or Pittsburgh fans; it was just Philly fans that snuck into the stadium for the game <laughs> and decided to throw beer bottles down the down onto Ben and and whatnot. So yeah. the thing is, like, can't can't not have a Philly shot in there. 
Well, yeah, that's true. But like anybody that's passionate for their team, I, or not not anybody, I, when you get a collective like that, that could happen to every single team in the league. Mm-hmm. I I honestly believe it. It's just the way that football is nowadays. It's so people are so passionate about it that you know I don't. Whenever well, okay, whatever they were throwing garbage at Ben. Who, like, who cares? Like, I, I kind of expect that to happen now. Yeah. Like, it's sad. Would but, you care I mean, if yeah. a full beer bottle hit him in the head? It was. They don't sell beer bottles. They don't sell yeah. beer bottles. For that reason, sadly. Yeah. For exactly yeah. that reason. They're just well, like little you know, plastic it's, it's still a heavy-ass can. No. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is I'm not going to go on Facebook or Twitter and just and trash Bengal fans for, oh, you got to stay classy. Because I know, like, about 50 Pittsburgh fans that would do the same exact thing. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. you're, it's I, just this crazy mentality it, that people get. And I, I love I love the fact how the script is completely flipped on uh, like Steelers fans saying like the Bengals are the dirtiest team in the NFL. Yeah. It's like nobody <laughs> remembers the Heinz Ward years. Like when everybody trashed the Steelers. Yeah. Entirely <laughs> trashed the Steelers. Well, nobody remembers the this team. playoff game last week, but like the Steelers didn't really take the high road either. But it's just a bad look for everyone, and like it can happen to any fan base, but it only happens to a couple. Like. It's not every day you get in the position where you get to pelt the field with garbage. So, <laughs> yeah, it can happen to everyone, but it happens to the Bengals. And mm-hmm. it sucks if you're, like, a peaceful fan because you have to just listen. Like, that's a built-in insult. Like, you win every argument because at least my team didn't throw garbage on the field. <laughs> well, you know, and at least it wasn't snowballs at Santa, so, I mean. <laughs> but uh, Marvin Lewis has to go. We all agree to that, right? Uh, no. You can make an argument. I no, not necessarily. Absolutely not. Oh man, I don't know. But here's why: I, like, you got to control your your people. I don't know if you can control like Burflict. I think he's just a madman. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> I put that on Lewis. Can't. That's not happening on the Patriots. I mean, we always talk That's about what, how the Patriots Burflict are so. Burflict doesn't play for the Patriots. What? I think he's exactly. the craziest man in the league. <laughs> I would say get rid rid of uh, Vonte before you get rid of Lewis. I agree. But, yeah, easily. The the um, only the only other thing I want to say about la- about last weekend's game is Mac, me and Max kind of talked outside outside this and we were, we were watching the games together and there was a common theme that happened throughout the weekend and and it's like one of my most like favorite movies in the entire world and it's just a perfect line to describe this weekend's games and it's. The bums will always lose. <laughs> you know, Max. Max said it best. Sometimes it doesn't take an expert, you know, analyst to go through the numbers and crunch everything to find out which team is better. Sometimes you just use common sense. And it was Green Bay versus Redskins, and Redskins were good, and Green Bay is a pretty dang good team. And you know, after even after like they went up, what were they up like? Two scores or something? Yeah. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they should have up. been up 9 nothing, but Jackson did his amazing Jackson impression. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Didn't step in the oh. end zone. You know, and oh. it, we're, just, we're just watching that, and it's just like, you know, you know texting Max back, and it's just like, ah, it doesn't matter. The Bums are going to lose. <laughs> then, yeah. you know, the next thing happens, and like, ah, it doesn't matter. The Bums are going to lose. <laughs> and at the end, it was like, the <laughs> Bums. Will always lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that it's, that it's, was 
the most amazing thing to see was just Jackson be the, the tip. Of, you knew it that like it was still early, really early in the game, but you just knew that that set them up for what was going to be just an epic, typical Washington performance where it, it just it just unraveled in front of them, and it was amazing to watch. In, in, in a big amazing. game, you can always bet money on your, a, a shot of Deshaun Jackson on the sideline saying "My bad" like for, some, <laughs> for something, something that happened. But like, oh man, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. Like, why were people so high on on Washington? It's easy to say that. I, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I said it beforehand too. The yeah. bums will always lose, Mark. Just I had this that. exact conversation with Seth when I was <laughs> my case for Kansas City, just pleading for some sort of sanity. <laughs> yeah, this and was. I'm like, yeah. I'm like Hoyer. It's Brian Hoyer. All we can do is. It's Brian Hoyer. He's the worst quarterback, and he's really bad. Let's bet against him. And then I tried to make the same argument with McCarron. Like, it's A.J. McCarron versus Ben Roethlisberger. And I think you said, like, can't you make the same argument with Kirk Cousins versus Aaron Rodgers? And I'm like, no, but that's different. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good 15-minute argument. I bought into the hype. (laughs) With Hoyer, you liked that. (laughs) He was playing for a contract. I guess the the Hoyer yeah. thing, like Hoyer, as as Bill Simmons put it, he he was one turnover away from going full Delome. Like, <laughs> but what, I felt bad for that team too because that was that loss was a hundred percent Brian Hoyer's fault. A hundred percent. You oh, put a competent quarterback in, in that position house. in that game and they win. I like Kansas City more than you then. No way, man. The, he turned the ball over four times in the first half, and three of those times were in the red zone. Like, that game is competitive, and it was only like 10 nothing at half. Yeah, that was a great point. I mean, they they yeah. put a side-by-side comparison of that game, and it was a lot closer than the score indicated. Yes, so. yes. Well, well, Mark, Mark, if you like Kansas City so much, um, I think that's a, a nice, fine segue into this weekend. Oh, so come on. Don't, you got don't them traveling me. to New England. Don't bait me into this. Question. New England. Go ahead and ask it. I mean, is is this your is this your is this your upset lock of the week? No, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I'm not falling that's, for that's, this. That's one. all not I wanted to year. know. Not this year. So it's, it's tempting. Tom Tom Brady, Tom Brady and Tom Brady and Alex Smith. You know, let, let's get into the matchup. So this is this is mm-hmm. Saturday, four thirty-five on CBS. Kansas City at New England. Our, our first yeah. divisional round matchup of the weekend. So mm-hmm. Casey coming off of just a. a uh, an enormous win in Houston. Uh, their first playoff win since like the early nineties. Um, it, it's crazy. You know, they're, they're on a high Andy Reed has them doing things. People are excited about Kansas city all of a sudden, but now they have to travel to new England. Um, I don't, I, the only way I see them winning this game is not on the back of Alex Smith. It's on the back of their, their defense, which has played well. So, um, I, I mean, the, the defense, you got their they're 22 interceptions, second most in the league, 47 sacks, fourth most in the league, and holding QBs to, to a 76 passer rating, second best in the league. Um, that's If they can get to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's been sacked a lot too, let's not forget. He has a, you know, the offensive line in front of him hasn't been real stable all year, you know, missing some, some parts on offense, uh, you know, his wide receivers. They're getting healthy, but still not 100% for sure. Um, I, I don't, it's gotta be the defense if Kansas city stands any chance. Am I right? Well, yeah, Yeah. it depends on like which version of New England you believe in. Is it the first 10 games of the year or the last six? 
like, do you think that, like, the injuries really play that much of a factor? And if so, do you think they're healthy now? Do you really, like, do you give Belichick enough credit to say, like, let's play possum and, like, not show our full hand before the playoffs? Yes. So, like, I don't know if there's a good answer to that one way or another. <laughs> it's just more philosophical. You also forget they cheat, too, and it's at Gillette. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll defend right, right, Reed. I think he's a case... good coach. I think he's right. well-prepared for these but... type of games. So with with Kansas City though, um, how big of an issue is Macklin being out? If he is out, big? No, they don't even ever throw to wide receivers <laughs> <laughs> except for Macklin. Except for Macklin, he's had a good year. Right. He, he, they use him to stretch the yeah. field, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think of this to to both of your points, really. Um, number more number crunching. I did so. Macklin led the team in receptions. Obviously, led the team in yards. Um, after him, the next, I for, I even forget the name. So the next wide receiver on Kansas city's depth chart was Albert Wilson. Um, who was, let's see, I believe it was third on the team in, in receiving yards, um, wherever he ranked. So it was Macklin. And then three of the next four guys were not wide receivers. So it was Travis Kelsey. Uh, jam Chaz was still up there on, on the team's receiving leaders list. Um, Chikandrick West and and then this guy, um, what did I just say, Wilson? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, the wide receiver doesn't play into their game plan much, obviously, but Macklin did. So yeah, they don't throw the wide throw to the wide receivers much, but they they had one that they did throw to consistently, and he was consistent. Yeah, I feel like that's a problem. But I mean, everyone talks about it. Like... Seems like it it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, like the main worry is Kansas City won't score enough. And I know it's like a really small sample size, but this current regime, like Alex Smith and Andy Reid, they've played two playoff games the last three years. They've scored like 44 points and 30 points. I know that's a stupid argument to make t- towards like the New England game, but it's kind of funny for a team that like can't score. They put up some like big point totals in their playoff games. Look at the defenses they went up against, though. Houston's a good defense. That's true. They but, yeah, I mean, they had, you know, in that 10-game, here's the thing. Here's the stat I learned uh, between the weeks, that uh, in that 10-game win streak that they went on, two of the teams they beat had winning records. Two. Yeah, yeah. Ken, love, two. Kansas love that stat. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Bill Belichick does, you know, it, it, he's good at a lot of different things, but one thing he always does is it seems whatever you're – your, whatever your key is to, to win, he always takes it away. And I think Kansas City's key is defense and running the ball. I think that they're going to focus on that, and they're going to basically challenge Alex Smith to, hey, you got to beat us through the air. Without having your number one wide receiver, that makes it a lot harder. And I don't know if Alex Smith can get the job done. Yeah. The formula, like the ultimate game to give Kansas City fans hope is – the 2010 divisional round game, New York Jets at New England Patriots, where Mark <laughs> freaking Sanchez went on the road into Gillette Field. <laughs> yep. Won a playoff game. Yeah. And like that's the comp, I guess. They were 11 and five. Uh, Sanchez was 16 of 25 for 194 yards and three touchdowns. Wasn't that the year of the Castle though? No, that was Brady. You sure. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. They just ground them down, and that's what they're going to have to try to do. 
Yep. I mean, this isn't. So let's like make some. Free... Oh, okay. Picks? Are we uh, doing let's, picks? Let's. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Let's make them. Let's make them. New Patriots. England, no brainer. Yeah, Patriots. I mean, is it, is it New England across the board? Clean sweep. <laughs> but I think Awful it's gonna be a good game. I just feel like New England's gonna do something stupid. like come back at the end. I can really <laughs> see Kansas City being the lead, see? and then Brady with this. Please tell me this isn't like this is probably CBS. Like Nance and Sims just. <laughs> oh God! It is. <laughs> it is. All right. Yeah. So New England across the board. In a close right. game. In a close one. We won't go scores. I think last year we did scores. We don't have to do scores this year. Um, all right. So that brings us to the night game. This is if there's one that I think is the least intriguing. I, I don't know why. I don't know why this is the one that I, I'm going to pick as the least intriguing. It's I think this is NBC. Really? I, I, don't, I don't like this one as much as every, every other matchup. Wow. Mm. I, think this I don't is know why. Green, Green, Bay, Green Bay at Arizona. I love it. Green Bay at Arizona. Here's, here's why. Here's why. I think, yeah, Green Bay looked good. Um, everyone all of a sudden, you know, they, they looked – they got hot in in last week's game. They went on the road, put up their thirty whatever points against Washington, uh, won the game. You know the the offense was clicking. Their defense seemed to be doing all right after they got their act together in the second half. Um, it was Washington. Like I, that that doesn't sell me. We know what teams did to the NFC East this year. I'm not I'm not sold on Green Bay being back. I still think they're struggling. I don't know. Hmm. That when they run into a good defense like Arizona, that they're actually going to be able to. The wide receivers are going to be able to do anything. They're not going to find separation. They're not going to be able to run the ball. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has it this year. It just it's not his year. That's exactly the point, and this is why it's the most interesting game because it's the most simple. Like no need for analytics, no need for stats. Just look across the board. Arizona has an advantage. Better run game, better better receiving core, better passing game for the most part. Better defense, probably better with special teams. I'm not going to even look that up. Better coaching, <laughs> home field advantage. So the game comes down to like one simple question: like, Do you believe in Aaron Rodgers' greatness? If the answer is yes, I think you have to take Green Bay. If the answer is <laughs> no, you take Arizona. Like Arizona's logical choice, but if you think Rodgers is good enough to like overcome that, you have to take Green Bay. I, 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 you might I in a normal year. I don't. Yeah, I just I just don't this year. Well, then I know I which way you're leaning. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's good enough to overcome the uh, Arizona. Looks like the best team in the league. To me, that's my that's my hot take. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, well, that's you know that's been your shtick all year. <laughs> yeah, Carson, Carson Palmer, Palmer MVP. MVP. He was so close. They didn't care about the last game of the year, though. You know, I think I think it's I think this is a little bit of a uh, where what I said earlier comes back to me, but I think it's, you know, out with the old, in with the new. I think Green Bay's been good for a long time and consistently good, but, you know, through injuries and other, you know, miscues this year, they just don't have a complete team. And I think Arizona does. Like, you know, I, as much as I hate to agree with Max, I think they could be the best team in the oh. league, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're just solid all around. And barring a freak chemo Ben Olhoffen type injury to Carson Palmer, I think, you know, this could very well be his year. He's got a complete team, good, good talent around him, so definitely have to go so, to Arizona, too. Mark, Mark, I feel like you're you're the only one leaning the other way. Oh, yeah, you're, you're thinking correctly. 
Also, <laughs> another fun question, like how much stock do you put into the Carson Palmer's playoff record, which is basically non-existent. He's lost two games. That's it. One well, of the games for that the is Bengals. big after one pass. <laughs> so he's a, like a grizzled vet, but he hasn't played in the playoffs very much. So you don't, yeah. you don't really know. Maybe he's a choke artist. His one loss that he did play the whole game, he was terrible. And that was against Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a small sample size. So, I mean, you can't really say one one way or the other how his how he does in the playoffs. I don't know. I just I, I see I'd a be team interested without like a opposing home field advantage. So, when that happens, and it's probably going to be like a good segment of Green Bay fans there. So, yeah, that's like, true. When you kind of neutralize the home field advantage, then like the teams become a little closer, and then you look more at the quarterback play. I think. And I don't know if you like Rodgers. I like I like Rodgers a lot more than Carson Palmer, and it's not like a hostile environment. This. I want to pose this question to you. How many times since Bruce Arians has been in Arizona has Carson Palmer lost a game? And to don't don't oh, look it up. Just say, give me think, give me your like give me your three, pick. Four? Say it again. Max, you'd be correct. Your your first yeah. pick was right. Yeah. Three games. He's lost three <laughs> games under Bruce Arians as a head coach. I don't see how you could pick again. Whether it was in the playoffs or not, it's clear that this quarterback coach combination is phenomenal. I don't see how you can pick against it, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or not, and particularly against, particularly against an Arizona Rod, or against a Rodgers that's that's slumping. Yeah, yeah, he went. He won every single game he started last year for for Arians, which was week one, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He was hurt two, three, four, went out after week nine. Uh, this year he lost to St. Louis in a close one, twenty-two to fourteen. He lost at one. Pittsburgh. 25-13, and 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 to close out the season in a meaning well not meaningless game it was you know, meaningless ugly, it, was it was a stinker they didn't it was care. it was basically Seattle meaningless. Made it 30, meaningless. 36 to six yeah so I those you know his only losses have come this year under Arians yep that's a that's a that's a working combo definitely I'm all in on on Arizona you I've been saying that since week. Week Uno. <laughs> I don't want to elaborate on the statement, but so. like the only thing I can think of is like Arizona seems too good to be true. I just don't. I don't buy it. I like Green Bay. So Green, Bay Green Bay is. I am. Who is who's more too good to be true? Carolina or Arizona? I think it's Arizona. See, everyone says Carolina, and that's the direction I lean most of the year. But I just think they're good. Newton's a better quarterback than Palmer, and I think he's a safer quarterback. <laughs> I do we leave it at that? I don't know if anything else can be said about that. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm. I mean, so Seth and I are at Arizona. Mark, I'm at Arizona. Oh, Rob, you have Arizona. Cool. Yeah, just remember, like the Bums so, always right. lose. The Bums is the best quarterback left in the playoffs. There are no, 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 no. Bums always can't use that anymore. You because there aren't any There's bad no teams bums. left. There Answer aren't any bad teams left. There are no Answer Bums. This question for me: Who has more pl- career playoff wins? <laughs> Ryan Hoyer, AJ McCarron, or Carson Palmer? <laughs> I didn't answer this one. He has more career oh, playoff come wins. TJ <laughs> Yates or Carson Palmer? Condolences. Ouch. Condolences. Ouch. All right, so that moves us to to your game. Uh, half this panel, uh, uh, Seth and Seth and Mark. How yeah. we know how last week ended? Does how how you have no momentum coming into this one? Um, no. <laughs> and I, I usually, you know, I, I, I preached against momentum for years and until recently, and I'm, I'm kind of in favor of it nowadays. So, you know, your quarterback is hurt, probably going to play, shot up on medication. It's, um, wait, wait, Antonio let me Brown. say, I got to say something about that real quick. 
uh, <laughs> I love how in one it was like this. Can who's your backup quarterback? What's his name? Landry Jones. Uh, Landry Jones. Right. I love. It. It was like, can he do it? Can he mount the comeback? The first pass. <laughs> was intercepted. <laughs> you know what? That also like that set the tone for what's going to come next week because. It's not like he can. It's not like they're going to put him out there. Ben is going to be out there whether he can play or yeah. not. Like that kind of sucks. <laughs> this and isn't I, like hot playoff talk, but I, I couldn't help think when they put Landry Jones in that interception. That one play rendered all the other game tape he'll accumulate in his career irrelevant. Because he's probably not going to be like a starting quarterback. He's probably not a star quarterback. That was his one chance to make something of himself. <laughs> Yep. That's all he'll be remembering. He flopped. <laughs> oh man. So all right, with a with an unhealthy Ben and with a potentially unhealthy Brown or no Brown, um, you got no the play. sheriff coming back in town. So oh what do we so he's not so you're saying Brown's not gonna Brown's not gonna get an apology from Pac Man? Is that what you're saying? No. He might. But he has to give his might. Grammy back though. This Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so how how confident are you um, in in this weekend? I'll tell you one thing. I'm confident in this is the worst game of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> if if Steelers were full health, I mean we don't have to, well we don't have Le'Veon Bell and we don't have our backup D'Angelo Stewart either. So if we were full full health Williams? going to this, Williams. What I say, D'Angelo Stewart. 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 Jerry uh, Porter. Oh. <laughs> Jerry Porter. <laughs> but you know, I, I would feel a lot more confident going in. But, you know, does anyone else think that Denver this whole year has just been kind of like winning games like with smoke and mirrors? Like yep. they're yes. not really yeah. that good of a team, right? You're, you're, you're tipping my pick a little bit here. <laughs> so it, it's just like I think there's a chance, and maybe that's the homerism in me, but like I think there's a chance. I think there's a good chance. I've never thought Denver was pretty, particularly good. They have a very good defense, but you know we have a very good offense whenever we're clicking. But at the same time, I think that just you know the last game's taken last game and the the game before that's taken a little bit too much out of us. So I have to go with Denver. Yeah, if you came in, if you came, if you came out of that game without the injuries, I think you're talking about a different outcome here. Um, I I agree with you. Your offense is the better offense. Um, your defense, can, you know, it can it can handle its own, and it showed it can against this team. But it, it's it's just it's like it's just too much to overcome. All right. Let's get this out of the way. I'm picking Pittsburgh, and I'm not going to do this stupid thing like, oh, I'm picking Pittsburgh, but only if Ben and Williams are healthy. We're going with this. This is how it's going to happen, and I'll ride and die with Landry Jones. Landry Jones, Jordan Todman, and like Sammy Coates have to take me to the promised land, and so be it. Where's Vic? Where the hell is Vic? I hope. Well, anyway, let's talk about Denver. Denver's head coach is terrible. We can all agree on this. Kubiak is not a good coach. I have no faith in him, like in a playoff game. Denver is terrible in the division round at home. This is the fourth straight year. Four in a row with Peyton Manning. Devastating loss, narrow victory, devastating loss, and who knows what's coming up. Manning isn't healthy. Um, the last time we saw him, he was horrible. He came in to get his job back in week 17, and threw the ball like twice. <laughs> we have no idea if he's good or not. Osweiler's banged up now too. And I think his playing status is now. 
Um, I think so, his status like, is absolutely in doubt if Peyton Manning yeah. is able to walk on the field. <laughs> but I mean, like everyone's just banking on like the run game in Denver being the difference maker, but it's C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman. They destroyed my <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can destroy a They destroyed my <laughs> <laughs> so I this is I, this might sound like a crazy question, but it's partially legitimate. Oh boy. If Kubiak loses <laughs> this game, is he is his job in in jeopardy? No, absolutely not. No, I, I, I just feel... with how everything with how I asked that because with how everything went down this year, you know, he had they come into the season that he tries to put Manning under center, it didn't work. Manning basically strong armed his way into going under shot out of the shotgun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he. He got hurt. Manning wasn't playing well. I know that factors into it. And then you had Osweiler, who hadn't started a game, looked okay, and worked all right in Kubiak's system. But and I, and I mean, with, this, seems, with, this it just seems like it's more Manning's team than it is Kubiak's team. But but Rob, you named all of those issues they went through the, throughout the whole season, and they still got a buy. There's no way yeah. he, he, his job's in jeopardy. Uh, I don't even Just understand why there. John Fox got fired. To be honest, yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. that's that's the other thing I'm thinking. That's the other thing I'm thinking about is that you don't know what Elway's thinking. He's a maniac. Yeah, he must be a maniac. <laughs> we got him to the Super Bowl, and then they what? Got him to like the first round, the second round of the playoffs last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. then you fire him. What is going on? You know, to the to the flip side of my point is that you know these are two guys that. Uh, Kubiak and Elway that were on the same team and everything, so I'm sure there's some uh, fraternal love there, if you will. Um, <laughs> so there, that that helps them, of course. But I don't know. I it's just it it feels weird. It feels weird to have Kubiak there. It just doesn't. I don't know. On don't a scale know. of Either, one to ten, something's going to have to give with Manning or Kubiak. I feel what like. is your confidence level in Peyton Manning being like fully healthy? Like he was done. I don't even wait for an answer. Now or he was done in week nine. Now like, or, or next year. Now, like he was just never going to play again. Not, and that was going to be it. And then all yeah, of a sudden, he's like I the don't. backup, and now he's a starter. And he's going to. Are we going to start seeing that tight spiral? Are the balls going to start like sizzling down the field now that he's had a couple <laughs> weeks off? You know, it, but it, does he need to do that now? I yeah. mean, like no. No, I, I don't think so. The Steelers are good against the run, and I don't think that like, C.J. Anderson was. Like the biggest bust in fantasy, I refuse to believe that he's gonna be like a factor back in the playoffs. And Hillman when, sucks. When when he I watched took Hillman a, a lot. No, he's good. Hillman's good. But no, he's not. when when uh whenever Manning came in for for Brock, you said yourself he only threw like two passes, but he won the game. I mean, it was just about putting his team in the right play call, the right position, the right you know. Uh, coverage or not coverage, but protection, and I think that's what he does. You know, and I think he can be a game manager. His defense is good enough, and he could be a game man- manager and win the game, make the throws whenever he needs to. I didn't think he can do that personally, and they, he did that against San Diego, who they were four and twelve, and they clearly couldn't stop the run. I think he yeah. could do that against. Us. I don't know if he can do it against the Patriots or the Chiefs, but against us with our problems that we have going on, I, that's what I'm saying. All right. So I, from what I hear, Mark, you already called out Pitt. I'm calling out Denver. Is everyone else on Denver? Yeah, I'm on Denver. Howard's yeah. Steelers defeated death two weeks in a row. They can make it three. <laughs> <laughs> if Patrick can fail, so can Manning. 
But what a, what a I mean, if the Steelers were able to win the Super Bowl, what a great storyline. Ben Ben Roethlisberger coming back in after a separated shoulder. I mean, it's so funny. I I was telling somebody about this. Like, if it wasn't for Roethlisberger's unfortunate past, to like say the least, like he'd be like a really sympathetic, like underdog, yes. uh, heroic type quarterback because he just plays yeah. hard all the time. And I don't know, he looked pretty hot up on painkillers. They still yes, <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> he had a thousand yard stare going on. Yeah. Yep. High as a kite. Oh man. All right, we got. All 10, right. We so got that that. Yeah, we do. We got We got to move on to to Sunday afternoon. Our final matchup. This this to me is the most intriguing and probably one we could spend the most time on. But we're we're under some tight constraints. So let's do what we can with Seattle at Carolina. Four uh, forty CBS. It's the 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 cap off to divisional round weekend. Um, you know the two teams met earlier week six. I think it was. It was kind of two different sides at that time. Um, you know Seattle was kind of in the midst of some early season turmoil. Um, you know, they were under 500. Carolina came out to Seattle, uh, went down big, and then mounted a, a pretty historic fourth quarter comeback and, and uh, hit that Cam hit that beautiful seam pass to Olsen uh, over the middle to, to put the Panthers up with in the waning seconds of that game. So fast forward to the divisional round. How does, how does this one shake out? So I've got some, some quick thoughts about this. So Minnesota was the team all season. No one was sure if they were good. No one was sure. So that usually tells me that there's really nothing that really st- stood out about Minnesota. They're still not sure if they're good. Right. Still not sure. But they managed to shut out Seattle for three quarters of that game, and then they lost because a kicker couldn't make a kick uh, chip shot. But how honestly, though, how much of a factor and negative was the one? Yeah, and whoa, negative whoa, one degree whoa, weather. Wah! Couldn't play. Couldn't score any points because it's cold. Wah! No, that is not an excuse. A solid argument. I endorse Carolina. Carolina is going to mop the floor with Seattle. It's going. This is going to be a shellacking. Man, I am so glad you said that because I thought I was going to be the only one. Like, this is my patented beatdown of the week. This game's not even going to be close. Yeah. I'm really sure about this. Carolina's yes. going to annihilate Seattle. Yep. I'm totally on board with that. No way. There's no <laughs> way that's going to happen. Seattle has a really good offense and a pretty good defense. Russell Wilson is going to make plays whenever he needs to. I mean, it, it, this is going to be... Yeah, you're right. It's going to be a blowout, but Seattle's going to be doing the blowing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is good counter here. <laughs> okay, so, um, all right. Um, I, I, this is it's tough for me because I, I do think that the weather definitely had a, you, you wow wow whatever. The weather had a lot to do with the score of that game. I'm looking at at some of the the you know the coldest weather games in, in NFL history. I don't know when this was posted, so I don't know how up to date it is. But uh, you know it's in within the last couple of years, and there isn't a score over like 21 points in any of these games. Um, you know, 10 to nine, the the Vikings at, at the Seahawks actually TCF Bank. That's that's the game. So this was this is current. So that's negative six. That's the third coldest game. The, the game's colder than that. Yeah. 27-7, we had the Bengals over the Chargers in, in the, the freezer bowl. Ice Bowl, um, 21-17, Packers over the Cowboys. Just behind this last week's games, um, we have 
Red Right 88, January 4th, 1981. It was negative five <laughs> degrees, 14-12, the Raiders over the Browns. You know, these are these are low-scoring games. So yeah. it's it's you have to factor that in. So I, I don't care, you know, Seattle's coming from, you know, the great northwest or whatever, and it, it's not it's not negative anything ever there. So they're not used to playing in that kind of weather. No one's used to playing in that kind of weather. So it's it's an it's a completely different environment, and I fa- I absolutely account that to to the final score of that game. I don't know that it you know necessarily helped Minnesota to keep them in the game, but I don't know. I I'm still not sold on Seattle as a team because like you guys said, you know they people were still questioning Minnesota what kind of team they were. You know they they only were granted the third seed or in, in the uh, NFC because of the struggles of Green Bay this year. So you know they weren't as bad as say a Washington. You know, um, sneaking into the playoffs because of a, a really crappy division, but Man, you really Seattle still—they have the pedigree. <laughs> no, I, I wonder why, but no. Um, <laughs> you know, Seattle has the playoff pedigree, so they're they're used to this kind of situation. They know what this time of year calls for. They're they're capable of stepping up at the right time, and you know, potentially getting a, a little help from uh, a gust of wind at the end of <laughs> the the final seconds of a of a playoff game there last week, but. Um, I, that doesn't mean I don't think that the Panthers are, are going to just, you know, mop the floor with them. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I do think the Panthers are going to win, but I, I don't know. I, I think you're writing off Seattle too quickly. You forget what Absolutely. they, they're back-to-back Super Bowl appearances for the NFC. I mean, you, you, you gotta, when they started they know, off one and five this season. <laughs> so that's, started that's fair and all, but look, they started one and five and then they turned it on and, and it's not like they were losing to, to crap teams at the start of the year. I mean, here's my biggest issue with Seattle. I just don't buy them as a passing team. I know their numbers are really good. I just keep seeing that it, it's so counter to what like made them good in the first place. Like they're like read option, like play fake, run the ball, that kind of stuff. And just Russell Wilson chucking it down the field all the time. Doug Baldwin catching bunches of touchdowns. Doug, like Baldwin. Every time Doug Baldwin's like, now it's my time to shine. Three more touchdowns for me. Like I, <laughs> I don't buy it. Like I've seen it happen, and it's happened a lot. I've just been skeptical of it, and I think eventually it's gonna catch up with them. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about the, the start to the season for the Seahawks? So, sorry, you want to talk about the start to the season of the Seahawks? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so far ago. That one I ugly, remember. I know. One ugly loss to the Rams, thirty-four, thirty-one, week one. After that, they lost them again. Their later. Losses were, um, they did week seventeen. Yeah. So yep. I'm sorry, week sixteen. So yeah, they're, they're, the other losses in the first six weeks of the season were all to playoff teams. So they had the ugly loss to the Rams. Next was Green Bay, which I mean, you know, <laughs> no one knew what they were then, but still, it's a playoff team. The the Bengals they lost to in Cincinnati, and then they lost to the Panthers twenty seven twenty three. So it's not like they they hmm, yeah. How so it's not like the, it was bad losses or anything. So I don't know. What was the score I, of the Carolina? Know, I'm doing all this defending. Here's, here's another yeah. thing: like their identity was the road to the Super Bowl rolls for you through Seattle. Like that was part yeah. of like their claim to fame was they were winning these games at home, and now they're they have to do it all on the road. Let me. Are you guys? I wanted to read you two stats, and you tell me who you think the better quarterback out of the two is. Okay, four thousand four thousand twenty-four yards with thirty-four touchdowns and eight interceptions, or three thousand eight hundred thirty-seven yards with 
35 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I already forgot the first round. The first yeah, round. <laughs> this is another question. The better one. Yeah. We wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, it's Wilson. So Wilson's better than Newton. Well, he's yeah. playing the best. He's playing the best. Uh, best football of his life. Let's go to their. Let's go to their rushing stats, though, Seth. What, what does that look like? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I, I mean, I Wilson. Know. I, I don't know I don't have them in front of me, but I know that you know uh, Newton is responsible for like a, a near record number of touchdowns for his team this year. Yes, and so, and I mean, he's there. That team is like unstoppable on third down. It's ridiculous on third down. They they if like either someone's open, he passes it to Greg Olson, or he just runs and no one can bring him down, and he always gets the yardage needed for the first down. It there he's so good. Six hundred or six hundred and thirty-six only... compared to five fifty-three. Uh, Cam Newton out, outrushed. Awesome. But ten touchdowns. So touchdowns? I, see, I see your right. point. And I mean, but Cam's a physical, like a huge, big quarterback. So they're going to use him in the goal line a lot. So I, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, Rob. The one, just... the one thing that scares me about Carolina, and this is something that's been I've, I've heard it talked about on ESPN and whatnot. Um, Seattle had like I like I mentioned at the top of this this game, they have the the playoff pedigree. They know what the situation calls for. They've been there. Carolina is so young, um, and and they're coming into this game off of a bye that you know they get the rest and everything and all that. That's good for them. But this is I you know I know they were they were still there. They they were in the situation last year, right? They were in the playoffs last yeah, year. They've been and in the division it, round a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, but not this. This the team is just so young. It, it's like, it's just scary. I don't know. I mean, would you consider that to be a good or bad thing? Good. Good. Uh, indifferent. All right, picks. All right. Well, that. that Seattle. Makes no sense. <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm gonna go with Seattle. <laughs> Carolina. All right. All right. Seth is on Seattle, and yeah, the rest of us are Carolina. All right. All right. So that that's that's the divisional round. Any any other? We don't really have a bold prediction segment for the playoffs. Not really necessary. It's called well, I guess the bold prediction is no. Carolina demolishes Seattle. <laughs> I, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers makes a fool out of three people on this panel. <laughs> and Alex Smith, uh, I don't know. He could make a fool out of everyone. I want to make. That, I wanted that. You have. No, no I want that too. Uh, Mark, if 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 Casey Pitt. If Casey Pitt were going to Kansas City with Brad, <laughs> so you better get him on board. With, we're going, Mark. I'm not saying no. Yeah, it's gonna. It'd be so <laughs> great. On all on all of those notes, um, I think that's a that's a fine place to just say thanks for potentially getting this far into the podcast and joining us for <laughs> the sorry, divisional round of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joining us for the divisional round preview on on the fully covered sports podcast. So I I guess for now that's that's Mark, Max, Seth, and and Rob uh, here with you, and, and we'll see you next week for championship playoffs. Thanks for listening. Ooh.